now, Talk Real Estate with Sharon McNamara, brought to you by Boston Connect Real Estate Services. Connect with Sharon now at 781-837-4900 and online at bostonconnect.com. Now, here's Sharon McNamara. And good morning to all my South Shore neighbors. This is Sharon McNamara. You are, of course, listening to Talk Real Estate with Sharon McNamara and Tracy White here this morning. Hello. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you today? Another beautiful Saturday. I'm looking forward to uh, getting out of here. Um, But you are listening, of course, to Talk Real Estate with Sharon McNamara this morning. And I also have Heather Tremblay in the office with me this morning. She's one of our agents over at Boston Connect Real Estate. Good morning, Heather. Good morning. And I promise I'm not going to make her do anything she doesn't want to do this morning, Tracy. That's okay. <laughs> yeah, I know. She'll be fine. <laughs> yes, I know. Every time. Um, so Heather is one of our agents over at Boston Connect Real Estate, and um, she's doing a fabulous job. She's been working hand-in-hand with Donna Bagney, uh, who we all know well. Actually, Donna is on the Board of Health, which is sort of goes into relation with everything we're talking about today. She's over at uh, the Pembroke Board of Health Department, and you've been working with her a lot while she was on vacation. She takes a, a long vacation in July. It's the whole month. She does. <laughs> yes, and you were there helping her and doing and everything taking care of it you were running around crazy there for a while i was yes the listings and buyers and everything else so things are good and um we're talking today again i mean i hate to say i feel like we talk about this topic a lot but i feel like it's always a topic that everyone is so interested in and i always learn something different every time and one of the things too is i have your postcard in front of me and this is amazing to me i've known you how many years now a lot <laughs> and i'm looking i had no idea that not only do you do casoli septic services you also have the my the um, um, it, the Atlantic, right? Atlantic Metal Recycling, metal, yes. Metal, yeah, recycling. Uh, but I had no idea that you also did uh, bulkhead installations and repairs. That's huge. Like, do you know how many clients I've said I have no idea? I will know now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, so you do a bunch of things over there. So obviously you do the septic pumping, you do Title V inspections, which is where I see you the most, park tests, um, installations, uh, water lines, digging foundations. You also do some building. So, I do, yes. Yeah, so you've built quite a few houses here in Pembroke. You've done a few other places too. Yeah, we, we built up in Stoughton, uh, Bridgewater, Middleborough. Yep, you had one in Abington, maybe? Did you have one in Abington? Uh, no, not at Stoughton was the furthest I went. Stoughton? Okay. I thought that you had one over near, like, maybe Whitman? Uh, I did one in Whitman, yes. Yeah, okay. Yes. So you need Close me. enough. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> They're right there. They touch each other. So um, so what today we thought we would talk about a little bit more is because I'm always so surprised that people do not know what the process is and they don't know where to begin. But what I wanted to do with you, uh, Tracy, this morning is just if you could just even let me and Heather know, because I really didn't know until I asked you a couple minutes ago, where do you begin? Like, how do you become this, you know, the and the person who can do the inspections? So if, if you want to become a Title V inspector, you would, um, it is, you can go online and uh, there's several places you can take the test uh, actually take the class mm-hmm. and uh, most of it is held in the URI I think it is in Rhode Island okay yeah you can go there and uh, there's a class you can take and once you take the class you have to take the exam and once you do that you can uh, yeah but I'm just gonna say it I know you want for me that would be scary it's almost like when somebody gets their real estate license they think mm-hmm. oh yeah now I can sell real estate you will never use repairial rights or whatever I don't even know what they're called you'll never use the terms that we learned in class you sure. know to get my broker's license or my real 
real estate license, you never use those in real life real estate. Do you agree with that, Heather? I do. So I feel like with you, with the class, I think one of the things that I love bringing you on, you know, introducing you to my clients is because you have the 15 years of experience of doing this, right? Yeah, that, and it's just, it's some, one of those things that it's almost like no two jobs are the same. Yeah. The, the rules are the same, but the job is not the same. So when you, you know, every septic system you go to do a Title V inspection is really different from the last one. I would say that this year, for me in particular, has been off the wall crazy things that have happened that I can't believe. I'm like, well, Tracy, how does things like this happen? But one of the things that I love that you have done, because I'm sort of a nerd in a way I don't know it's really nerdy but I really just love to know not only like okay yes it's a pass it's a fail we'll get into that like conditionals and all that but I also want to know why and you're so good at like saying well this is the reason why even if it's you know a definite like this failed sure and that's what our job is not to just say yay or nay you know it's good or it's bad but to really go to the extent of explaining to you so you understand why it's in the position it's in or why it's having a problem. So if people want to have their house pumped, so in the state of Massachusetts, I mean, it isn't mandated, by the way, that the seller has to do it. It just ends up that way because... The buyer is never going to pay for it for you unless you get into a foreclosure thing. And the bank isn't going to give you the money if you don't have a passing Title V. So it ends up defaulting onto the seller. And Mm -hmm. it's, I mean, your how much is it for you to have an inspection done? It's uh, $295 for the actual inspection. You get a $25 discount if you use Boston Connect. Yes, which we love. And then... it's we charge per hour for any digging that we may have to do because a lot of the older systems the components are buried deep in the ground mm-hmm. so we have to come in and excavate those sometimes with a machine or sometimes by hand but there's a charge for that mm-hmm. um, so you, but your basic inspection starts at 295 okay that was the other thing too I was thinking I just thought back to another time when you had to bring equipment on and you were in the back of the yard remember that there was there was a reason for that though the the age of the system I'll prompt your memory a little That's bit fine. later anyways um, so with the inspections and when you first start what what is your advice to people you know i always say to people get the house get it title five inspected first so at least you know what you're dealing with whether you have to put a system in or a repair right because what you don't want to do is let's just say you have your house for sale and you accept an agreement and your numbers may be tight of what you owe and what you're going to end up walking away with and then you realize you have a problem and then that little bit of money you may have thought you were going to get now gets spent Mm -hmm. so you may not have made that deal selling your house you might have asked for a little more or held out to see what else you could do with it but Mm -hmm. um, sometimes that happens people end up thinking they're going to get something back and yeah i mean you were doing them in the winter too i remember that i mean we had a lot of snow on the ground and you were still out there digging away that's a challenge we only do when we really have to but yeah a, you know if you get a sale coming it has to be done so yeah so one of the things uh so this just off the top of my head there are so many weird scenarios that happen so i remember one of my properties uh you went over to look at in pembroke um when you initially looked in the tank why don't you bring us back to that part what are you looking for when you go there what do you need to do and what should the clients do to prepare to have you there to do the inspection? The clients really don't have to do anything except maybe supply some paperwork that they may have, mm-hmm. meaning an as-built of where the system's located in the yard, the components would be. Mm-hmm. If they don't have that, I'll get it from the Board of Health. Mm-hmm. So they really don't need to do anything other than allow me to have access, and then we take care of it from there. Do they have to get inside the house? I do have to get inside the house, yes. You I do. look for to see if you have a sump pump to make oh. sure that your laundry is connected to the existing What's system. What does a sump pump have to do with it? Um, well, they just want to know if you actually have ground water coming into the basement oh. or if you have high water table. Mm-hmm. Remember we talked about having uh, the system can't sit in the water? Yeah. So that's why we 
the sump pump kind of tells us. Little flotation devices on them. Yeah. <laughs> kind of lets us know if you have high ground water or if you got water, a wet basement. Just gives us more parts of the puzzle. Now, recently, I had um, I was working as a buyer's client, and I was actually texting you while I was at the home inspection, <laughs> and that's I was not like, like you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. So that's the thing is, I have a wealth of information at my fingertips all the time. So I'm like, this guy has um, both a garbage disposal, which you brought up earlier, Heather, and we'll talk about that too. And he also had the laundry going into the um, to a different not into the system but into like a pri- like, what is it called a private well or yeah, something what it's was basically it basically like a dry they call it a dry well or a why uh, well because the theory back in the day was that if i put my laundry over there it won't affect my septic my septic will actually last longer do you think that's true uh in today's technology no uh-huh Okay. So when I was over there, I was texting him away. And I was like, what, are you, what, what about this? And then I was like, how often is it that a buyer would get that inspection done as well? So I said, it would be really awkward if Tracy's like leaning over the shoulder of the guy the seller chose. You know what I mean? Just yeah. to sort of verify. <laughs> Try not to do that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So when they when they get to the house, so you they just have the as built and they you do the digging, right? You can yeah. do the digging. So what we want to do, the, most septic tanks will have two covers. Yep. There'll be a cover on the inlet side, which means that's where the pipe comes from the house into the septic tank. Mm-hmm. Then there'll be another cover on the outlet side, which that's where the pipe and the filter is located, which leaves and it goes to the uh, D-box. Okay. So we have to expose that so we can see to make sure the tank is actually functioning properly, meaning it's not over full. Mm-hmm. The filter's not clogged and actually is a filter and that the tank is um, structurally sound. Okay, so I know that we talk about the filter and we've talked about this in the past before as well. When was that law put into place that you had to have the Zabel? Zabel? Started, yeah, the Zabel. Zabel. The <laughs> um, mid 90s is when it really started to become, Okay. Uh, you know, really be pushed. When that's when all Title V stuff really kind of get pushed into place permanently and all the major changes were made. Yeah. So it's, it's early 90s. Okay. You know, one of the things that when you did, so this one house that I'm thinking about um, is the house that was over on Old West Elm. So I was the listing agent on that property and uh, beautiful antique home. And the system wasn't that old. And when you went there, when you first initially looked in, it looked and appeared that it was not working properly. So what were the next steps that you had to take in order to see exactly what was going on? I think that's the one that was, uh, the system was like seven or eight years old. It wasn't very yeah. old at all. Um, it was. It, it appeared to be in the failure criteria when you first take the covers off and start the inspection and you open up the distribution box and you look in there. It appeared that the system was in failure. But being such a young system, I was a little more concerned that there might be an underlying issue that we really shouldn't have to put a whole new system in. It's just something's not right. Yeah. So we pump the system down, clean everything up, and then we take a camera and we scope the system. So we send the camera down and look further down into leaching field. And basically what we found is that the uh, pipes that were leaving the distribution box going to the leaching field were actually back pitched. So the pipes were actually going uphill, not downhill. So therefore the sewerage couldn't go uphill. Cool. Yeah. So it appears to be over full. Because they say it blocks. doesn't flow uphill. Correct. <laughs> it always flows downhill, Heather, Down. just so you know. It's very fast. <laughs> so. Uh, so basically what it was is it just the, um, I don't know if it was the actual inst- installation problem or if it was be- during backfilling, but something happened or maybe even settling of the D-box. Okay. And it allowed the D-box to be o- become over full. Okay. Because, again, the pipes now head uphill, so... It, 
I mean, but that was huge, though, because I remember, I mean, initially we were like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe, like, a whole new system is going to have to come in here, and what the heck are we going to do? Nice lawn. And like, I know. I it was it so beautiful. So what was what did you have to do in order to repair that? Because so ultimately we didn't pass, but we didn't fail either. Right. So we that, at that point in time, we, once we found the problem, mm-hmm. uh, after using the camera, we found the problem, it becomes with a conditional pass. Meaning a component can be repaired or replaced, yeah. and it will actually put the system into a uh, passing criteria. So do you have to have anybody inspect your work to make sure that that's actually accurate, or is it because you are licensed that you are sort of, you know? I don't have to have anybody inspect my um, decision or, you know, try to agree with me or not. I just have to have the work inspected when I'm done. So I have to pull a permit to do the repair, yep. explain to them on the Title V what the repair is, mm-hmm. um, which is fairly simple simple to do and then when I do the repair the Board of Health will actually come out and do the inspection to make sure that what I've done is now correct mm-hmm. and I know like Lisa Colliday who is the Pembroke um, Board of Health agent uh, she's awesome too she's another one I'm texting all the time too like she's very helpful she is very helpful actually that's another question I have to ask you when we get to that certain area about the uh, bylaws and everything was um, with pools I'm just gonna write myself a note um, so when Taking that initi- that extra step to me has been, you know, it's one of those things, too, is, you know, sometimes there are different theories with people that are like, oh, I'm going to hire somebody who doesn't put systems in because why would somebody really want to pass me if they had the opportunity to do work? And I know you don't definitely want me to go down this road because Tracy will never say anything about anybody, but I'm just going to let you know why I choose you. And you know this is because I truly feel confident that when I give out your card and I give out your postcards that I really truly feel that they are going to get the answer that is the accurate answer. Yeah, and sometimes you're going to run it. We talked about this before. You're going to have a string of, you know, you do three or four Title Fives and you just had, yeah. you know, three of the four had problems or two of the five failed. That's going to happen. Yeah. But you're all going to, also going to have the situations like Elm Street where it could have, yeah. had I been that person, yeah. I could have said, yep, yeah, it's got to come out. It's got to... How are you going to really know? Yeah. And but you were sort of losing sleep over that one. You were a little like, I can't understand why this one is not. Well, that's why, right, that's why I went I have back to go back there and look and at said, her. Yeah, I gotta, <laughs> I mean, just give me permission. I need half a couple hours here. I know. He's like, do you mind if I come with a camera and, like, you know, use it? You were going to use it as a, a learning tool, too. I mean, I think that that's a great thing, too, is you're teaching your staff and your guys, you know, what to be that's looking what we for. That's really did with it, right. Not only found the problem, but we did. We used it as a training expedition. It worked out really well. Yeah, and I know recently you had a situation, and Heather was sort of part of the whole process, something to do with trees and everything. So what was the situation there, and why did that one So there was a a septic system that was inspected by someone that wasn't me, and... um, the tree had there was a tree planted basically on top of the D box, which is a no no apparently. Yeah, but when you're planting trees, nobody's looking for the septic. <laughs> yeah, <I> no, <know. laughs> that's right a good there. point though. A little to the left, it looks good. Yeah, uh, no, that's really a good point. I mean, that's something that we should blog mm-hmm. about. I mean, these are the things you shouldn't do. Yeah, so what ended up happening? It was uh, the tree took over the D box and the pipes, and um, it was old Orangeburg pipe, which is basically like a cardboard pipe uh-huh. uh, with paint, with kind of like a tar coating on it. Yeah. And the roots work their way into the system. Right into the pipe? Into the pipe and into the system. So the inspection actually was, uh, became a failure because of that. But we were able to make it a conditional pass because we could replace the components and tear the trees down. Oh, yeah. So all the trees came down. So basically the leaching field was probably, I mean, if it wasn't getting past the D box, right? So I'm just picturing this tree just overtaking this middle section so people could see me drawing. So that means that the leaching fields, nothing was getting into the leaching fields. Very little. 
Yeah, so then the system was pro- probably fine. Yeah, the system was actually fine. system passed okay. with no problem. So is it the leaching field that makes it fail? I mean, because if you have, like, a situation with just the D-box, you yeah. know what I mean, then that's just a conditional. So it's when this outside in the yard where all these pipes are. I, when right, I can't fix that. I can't, go, I can't go into that field and replace any components in that field. Okay. I can only do the tank and the distribution box or any components outside that. If the field is actually in failure, meaning it's full of water, it can't take any more sewage. Yeah. You have to replace it. At that so point. when you look in this here, and it's really high, so that means the water is higher than the level than the pipe where it goes out to the leaching field. Chances are, something isn't right out in that area right. in between there, other than just going in the backyard and jumping up and down on, and squishing, splashing your feet, <laughs> splashing your feet, which that would be fun. Hey kids, go play in the backyard. <laughs> Mommy, why are my feet all wet? <laughs> so you definitely don't want to do that. Again, you're listening to Talk Real Estate with Sharon McNamara, along with Heather Tremblay from Boston Connect Real Estate who is one of our full-time real estate agents over there, and also with Tracy White from Casoli Septic and Atlantic Metal Recycling. How's that going, by the way? We haven't talked about that in a while. You get some fun stuff. At the end, can you talk about some good stuff that came out? You always find little treasures. Oh, there's all kinds of stuff. You know, you'd have to have a building twice the size of my building just to store the pieces that you thought were neat to save. Yeah, I know. You should have the, um, I just went off track, Heather, this is how it works, just so you know. Um, you should have the people that, are, we were watching it last night, you know, the yard sailor guys, but they're oh, not yeah. yard sailors. What are they? Uh, yeah, treasure hunters Yeah, the hunters are, yeah. yeah so. that's, you know, they go into people's barns and everything. I think that that would be fun to do. Okay, so let's get back to Title Five. So again, you're listening to Talk Real Estate with Sharon McNamara, again with Casoli Septic, and we're talking about septic systems and the proper way to maintain them we're going to get into. Like, so what is the best way to do that the best practices is what Heather came up with earlier and I also want to know some of the fallacies and everything that people um, they think that it's okay to do certain things so we're going to get into that too in regard to the the inspection itself tell me if you get a pass what's the paperwork involved with that and how is it converted for bedrooms and all everything sure so the report is a 17 page report mm-hmm. it's the same report whether the system passes fails or has a conditional pass it's mm-hmm. the same report just gets different answers mm-hmm. um so that being said can i ask if, one question real sure. quick because i just looked at my notes do you pump the system beforehand or not no Never. Never, okay. Because now I don't really know how good it's working because you've taken all the evidence away from me to look at. How would you know, though, if somebody went in and I'm so I'm so, I'm so skeptical. Like, how, how would you know if somebody didn't have it pumped like a, you know, a month before? It'll be clean. Oh, and you would know? You'd see just pretty if if it was pumped correctly, um, you, would, you could tell it would look pretty much just like water. Oh, really? Yeah. Hmm. People are sneaky. I bet that people try to do that. Because, you know, I've heard of people say to me, you know, that people would say, oh, well, I'm just going to run up to Lowe's or Home Depot and there's some stuff that you can put in the system and it will make it work so you at least get a pass for sure. that day. That's awful. Uh, it, it, this, yeah. I mean, you can find anything online. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. That's the whole thing, like, with radon when we talk about that and how people do things like that. But it's it's just awful. You know what I say to people, too, is, is I was like, first of all, those are not the people that I want to be working for anyways. You know what I mean? So when people come out with little comments like that, I just shake my head and say thank you. But you're going to bump into these people and stop and shop. Yeah, we see it all the time. Yeah. It's, I, my theory is to, I tell people, it, you, you know, you have to do it and do it right because... I'm, my name's on the bottom of this. Oh report, yeah, and I'm not. I'm not going to get a phone call in two yep. weeks or two months or two years saying, "Oh, by the way, you missed this or you missed that." Yeah, well, it's um, not worth it. Yeah, it really isn't worth it. But it's so funny because I mean, recently, like I said, this year in the past six months, especially, 
a lot of crazy things have happened with some of my listings and one of them in particular that I'm thinking of I won't say the street address um, it's in Pembroke though and it's on um, you know a colonial type neighborhood and he they only moved in two years ago so they were really from out of state they were moving back out of state they were only in there a couple of years I wasn't involved with them as a buyer's agent or a listing agent when that first happened but there was definitely an issue something to do with theirs being in a driveway now I had two people with septic systems in driveways this year right right mm-hmm. so can we talk a little bit about that like can you why can't you have a system in a in a driveway most systems are not designed in the residential area to be driven over. So they have two ratings. One's called an H10 rating, which is light duty, belongs in your yard. You can drive your lawnmower over it, and that's about it. Okay. It's not made to be driving trucks or vehicles over on a regular basis. Then they have the H20 capacity, which means it can go in the parking lot, under your driveway, okay. in the street. It doesn't matter where it is. It's made to be driven over. Okay. It'll support that. Sometimes what happens when they're building a home, well, we, these are the two we saw this year. Yeah. Um, Originally, the house showed the plan with the garage on the right side. The yep. driveway was going to be on the right side. During construction, the people lying in the house wanted the house, the garage on the left side. So they flipped the driveway over to the mm-hmm. left side, moved the garage to the left side, but never moved the septic. It's already been installed. Oh. At the end of the day, it gets backfilled, and, and 25 years later, this is what we find. Do you think that things like that can still happen? I mean, I don't know. Like, I just feel like, was it just that nobody was, like, really paying attention? Because in the two situations, I mean, I know, like, the one that was on my street, actually. I sure. mean, that house had to have been built. It was built before me, so I'm guessing it was built in 90, 1990. So I'm just wondering. I just feel like right now that that would be prompted by somebody to say, hey, listen, like, this is where you had the septic system originally. That has to change now. The inspection process uh, during for construction, they're totally different. They were 25 years ago. Yeah. There's more people on board. There's much more thorough inspections. Um, if you put the septic in the wrong place and it doesn't match the plan, somebody's going to pick up on it. Yeah. Because you know. it has to be signed off by, what, building and Board of Health? Um, yeah, the Board of Health will be the, typically the only sign-off, but you'll have to present that for your building permit, you know, yeah. all of the criteria for that system to get the building permit. Yeah, and it's interesting to me. I mean, I know with you when you're building your houses, then certainly you understand that because you do both sides of it. So you're putting in the system, you're building the house, that if you decided to make a change at the last minute, I mean, well, let's just face it, there would be a cost associated with that you know what I mean if someone just came to you and said hey I want my garage on the opposite side you would have to say well now I have to move the whole system it could be yeah absolutely yeah you could move the system or you might have to move it out front instead of out back or if it was already you know put designed to be put on the left side of the house you may not be able to put the garage there you don't want to tear the system but move a brand new system no absolutely not you don't want to move an old system really I, I well unless it's already failed and right. then you can do that so when we come back we'll talk about that we're going to talk about best practices we're also going to talk about um different things with the towns we're going to talk about maybe some state regulations versus bylaws and the different types of systems um and what is the process and uh, when it does fail completely and how you have to get a new system involved We'll be right back. Are you thinking about selling your home or buying a new one? Are you a first-time home buyer or perhaps just right-sizing? Do you have a buyer's agent? Do you know if you really even need one? What is home staging? Will it really help me sell my home faster? Do I have to have a home inspection? How much home insurance do I need for my new home? How do I handle my estate sale? What are home sale contingencies? Have you heard that you have to put 20% down to buy a new home? Did you know that that wasn't true? Are you worried about environmental issues? What is radon, lead paint, and mold? Is there a difference between a foreclosed property or a short sale? Do you need to have a Title V inspection to sell your home? What do you do if your system fails? 
Are these questions you have, but you don't know who to ask? Hi, I'm Sharon McNamara of Boston Connect Real Estate. Call my office for a one-on-one consultation with me or one of the many dedicated agents at Boston Connect Real Estate so we can talk real estate. It's easy to connect with some of the South Shore's most experienced real estate agents. Go to bostonconnect.com, bostonconnect.com, or call 781-826-7300. Plumbing problems are inevitable. Sad to say, do not fix it yourself. After all, that's your home you're living in. McNamara Plumbing. New construction, renovations, repairs, service calls. McNamara Plumbing. Fully insured. 781-294-7100. McNamara Plumbing. Has this ever happened to you? Splish, splash, I was taking a bath. Ooh, that smell. If it's time for a new septic system or you want repairs to the one you have, it's time to get a hold of Casoli Sand and Gravel today. Is money tight? No problem. Casoli Sand and Gravel offers in-house financing. So if you don't, then it's time for Casoli Sand and Gravel. Visit CasoliSand.com so you can just Casoli Sand and Gravel. 50% more talk real estate, absolutely free. Talk real estate with Sharon McNamara. Now, one hour every Saturday morning on 95.9 WATD. And we're back. Good morning to all my South Shore neighbors. This is Sharon McNamara. You are, of course, listening to Talk Real Estate with Sharon McNamara here on a beautiful Saturday morning. I'm here with Tracy Casoli. No, Tracy Casoli. Goodness, what was that? What was that? That was like a mixture of both. Is that so weird? That's reading and speaking at the same time. I know, I was. I was actually looking at your thing there. So, hey, I just decided to shorten your name and everything. So we're talking to Tracy White of Casoli Septic and also of Atlantic Metal Recycling. Um, he has all kinds of great stuff. You have you have some new changes and stuff, too. You had the new building that's, I mean, not really so, so new, but why don't you tell us a little bit about where you're located and everything that's going on over there? We're actually located at 1272 Main Street in Hanson. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're building an industrial park over there now we're on our third building nice and uh, we hope to be starting the fourth building in the spring awesome so yeah. what uh, do you have you rent out all of the spaces or do yeah you they're know? actually a contractor base they're garages yeah. that a contractor would use to store the material to work out of huh. uh, park vehicles trucks at well oh, that's a good idea do. maybe i should have mcnamara plumbing go over there and take there one go. of those things Perfect. and we can get rid of our two family want to buy a two family no i'm good right now. okay <laughs> heather do you want to buy a two family no. come on no. heather. heather come on <laughs> jump in so again this is heather trembley who is also um with us this morning and she is one of our full-time agents over at boston connect real estate so i asked my agents over at the office to join us whenever they get an opportunity so things have been busy you've been out there working away uh-huh. doing cmas and you know showing properties what do you prefer i mean not that you prefer one over the other but what have you been enjoying the most do you think listing houses or working with buyers i like both yeah i do working with both and having that navigating both at the same time is such a you know thing that we're doing right now for people who are right sizing and i just love that i am literally the person who came up with right sizing i'm just letting everybody know here in (laughs) watd that um i called it right sizing because downsizing to me sounded like a downer so i started calling it right sizing i can't tell you how many people are now calling it right sizing so i think that that's great good terminology it works well yeah i know i should have trademarked it but anyways i didn't uh so um again and Heather is out there, uh, busy as a bee. We're talking about different things going on with Title V inspections and uh, 
just what you have to do to prepare your home for sale. If you're going to put your house on the market, then you have to have a Title V inspection. It's state those forms are all state mandated or what are they all state yeah it's a state form state the, form yep. and what did you say earlier i forget how many pages 17 17 pages uh so tracy goes out there and he looks at your system and he decides if it's going to pass fail or conditional fail we talked about some of those earlier um in regard to the system and having a healthy system because that is a lot of people's worry is that oh my gosh i've been in this house for 25 years now 30 years no one ever taught me back then what is a septic system. I never worried about it. I never seemed to have had a problem. What are some of the things that I need to do to maintain this properly? What are some things that you tell people? So the first thing you should be doing really is, uh, you know, it's kind of people don't really, really think about it, but it really should be pumped every two years. Mm-hmm. If it's a low usage, meaning, you know, husband and wife living in a house, maybe one or two children, um, you, you could maybe go a little longer. But it's a, it's a cheap insurance policy to pump it every couple of years. The system will last so much longer if you did that. You know, if you do that, you maintain it a little bit. Because if you don't pump it, because I'm very surprised when I go to people's houses and they're like, oh, I've never had to pump. I have to have my house pumped. I mean, they might be coming from that Braintree, Weymouth, Quincy area where they had sore. Sure. They just flushed mm-hmm. the toilet and, you know, the city takes care of it. You know, I mean, here's the process. Yes, it's morning and you're probably having coffee in a Danish, but uh, put that down for a minute. So um, the process is the solids will go to the bottom and then the gray water. Is that the gray water? Just yep. dirty water? Yep, basically. Yep. Muddy water? Pretty right? much. Yeah. <laughs> and that just Smelly water? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Your job is not easy, that's for sure. Um, that It just goes out to the leaching field Correct. naturally, right? Yep. So if somebody doesn't pump for 25 years... The solids continue to build up on the bottom. Okay. So it's Does it ever off. just get full? Uh, yeah, I've seen it quite full. Yeah, half full. Really? Yeah, yeah. Because what will it do? Will it automatically, the bacteria, break down the solids eventually? I mean, I can't imagine that it's just not full. I mean, 25 years, 30 years? A lot of times, honestly, it is full. Because back 25 years ago, they didn't have 1,500-gallon tanks. Everybody had 1,000 gallons, so we just cut the capacity down 33%. So it would be nothing to see a 1,000-gallon tank. Uh, 25 years old uh, that's pretty much full wow all right so what is the process from there you pull up with your truck and what are the what do the homeowners have to do because i have to tell you you know we're pretty good about having ours maintained you know that we have you come out and pump it uh your guy comes and just does his thing and he has tools and uh, not tools but like a shovel and a hose maybe does he have a hose yeah the truck has a, a hose on it for water so basically as we're pumping the system out we add water uh, to the system, which washes the components down, the filter, if there is one, the T, the, where the cover goes. We kind of wash all that down as we're pumping the system and cleaning it. Okay, yeah, because I don't I don't watch him do that ever. Like, I'm not out there. Do you, you watch him? You're, you're not out there. <laughs> no, no. I'm inside. What about cleaning the filter? Do you do that as well? Yes, that's part of So if your system has a filter, part of our fee is um, we will actually pull the filter up, wash it off, and put it back in. And tell everybody why the filter is so important and why what that whole thing, what it's filtering. So basically the filter uh, is at the outlet side of the tank, so it allows nothing to leave the tank to get to the distribution box or the leaching field because it's a very fine filter mm-hmm. and it doesn't allow any solids or anything to leave the tank and go to the distribution mm-hmm. box, which will go to the field. So when we tell people, you know, it's common practice in our house. I mean, I have two, you know, n- older than teenagers now. I only have one teenager left in my house. That's so weird. So and she's going to be twenty soon. But you know, with you know, with the women, I'm just going to be blunt here. Feminine products are not supposed to go into the toilet no. ever. No, ever. 
and where you know my husband's a plumber and when we recently got it pumped and your guy came out and i wasn't looking in the hole but guess who was mr plumber mcnamara plumbing was out there and he was not he wasn't overlooking you he was curious you know and the guy said um you have girls you know what i mean like he could tell like so yeah there's you know things in there that shouldn't be in there and if you have the filter what's the big deal because it can clog the filter the filter can clog, which we've been to many a times. Somebody will call up and ask us to come out. Um, it's told it's not flushing, and the shower's gurgling. Something's wrong. So we go out. First thing we do is pull the covers, look for the filter. Nine out of ten times, the filter is so clogged that it's now backing up into the house. Oh, okay. Because it will back up into the house. So it just... So let's just, okay, so all these feminine products are uh, working their way over towards the filter, and they just sort of like barrier it or they're like stuck to it or they're trying to get through it well, I don't what will happen is most times it'll start um, the filter actually sits inside of a piece of pipe so it can't actually get up to the edge of the filter okay but it'll sometimes will come up through the bottom of the filter and clog it or the system will get clogged and it'll come over the top of the filter oh, and what it does it really just clogs the um pipe going to the yeah. distribution box or to the field you have some of the best pictures by the way because you came to the office <laughs> at the beginning of the year i don't know if you Classics. did you, yeah, did you <laughs> come did you go to the office when he was there and he gave us a presentation and you do such an awesome job on that and we've been talking that we'll have you and it's always when we slow down we plan on doing these sure. things but yeah when's that ever going to be well hopefully no, no time well, soon it's not gonna snow this year, <laughs> yeah, so i know exactly that maybe we can have you in and sort of give a presentation to all of our listeners in regard to the whole system i I think that you know the whole process because I think it would be fun for us to have you there but you know bring your engineer you have an in-house engineer I do and we can talk to him and maybe Lisa Colady would join us I'm sure that sure, she would absolutely. from that standpoint um, and just to, sort of have like a little session so people who are preparing for the spring mm-hmm. um, will you know be able to you know be prepared for what they need to do um, with the filter let's go back to that again so you just take it out and you wash it at what point do you have to replace them and how do you know if you have to Filter is basically all plastic. Okay. Um, so if it's too far gone, meaning it's too old, a lot of times the handle will break off to take while you're trying to get it out of the handle will break. Yeah. Or maybe it was um, taken out one time, putting back in, now it's cracked or something. That's the time we'll replace it. Or if, I, or if I'm just plain and simply can't clean it. Okay. Sometimes it's just not worth the effort. Yeah, it's to. not worth it. I mean, how much are they? Um, there's a couple different models. They range anywhere from, say, $45 to $200. Okay. Yeah, because part of me is thinking, you know what, you have to change filters in a lot of things. Like, yeah. I can't believe how much one of those water filters are in my refrigerator. Hello? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, those are expensive. <laughs> Do you agree? Yeah. I just had to replace the one in the office and the one at home, and I can't believe. Those are like $45 or something. Oh, those yeah. are expensive. No, very expensive. Yeah, so for a system that is thousands of dollars literally right sure i would be like hey i don't really you don't ha- next time you come to my house you don't have to wash my filter i don't expect you to do that just replace it it's part of their job really <laughs> it's part of their job <laughs> <laughs> and if See, you're fair. listening <laughs> if they're all listening this morning that means you not him by the way <laughs> he's not doing any of that so some of the other things that people don't realize that they're not supposed to put down in the drain and you had brought up something earlier too with the garbage Disposals? Garbage disposals, yeah. Yeah. So what What about those? Uh, that's a tough one. It, I don't... People have them. Mm-hmm. And on most of the title... The title of our report asks if it actually has it or not. And, uh, you know, obviously I have to look to see if you do have it. But they sometimes can create a lot of damage, especially if you don't have a filter in your system and you have a garbage disposal because people have a tendency to throw... If it fits in there, it's going down there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's not good for the system. It's just not. 
So if someone doesn't have, I keep on going back to this filter. The filter just seems to be my thing today. Um, if you don't have one because that wasn't the code when you put it in, do you have? are you required to do one now? To do a filter, you're to saying? To put a filter in yes. now? Yes, yeah, part do. of the Title V, right? So if we do an inspection and you don't have a filter, yeah. we have to put one in. Okay, so how, is that, if it wasn't part of the initial setup or design of it, is it just something like, where would it go? So it'll, there's still the same pipe, leaves the tank and goes to the distribution box. Yeah. So that, where that cover is on the septic tank, we take that cover off and hopefully, mm-hmm. hopefully there's enough pipe that's sticking inside the tank oh, yeah. that I can glue a fitting onto, oh, yeah. which will in fact hold the filter. Mm-hmm. Sometimes that pipe is not there it's flush with oh. the inside of the tank like even yeah so i have to go to the outside of the tank cut the pipe and put a longer piece in oh so you have to like sort of so fit i can it. glue the fitting on which supports the filter oh yeah and then that gets to be a little bit of a hassle so it could be a little bit this is what that's part of that conditional pass we talk about yeah so the system's functioning correctly everything seems to be working yeah but this needs to be added to make it correct what are some of the other things too like i know you have talked about this in the past so the things if you have an older system right now some of the hurdles that you might come into right now one would be this the filter but there's one where they're buried too too deep so you can't get to it so there's something else that you have to right put on so there we as well. have to know where the part of the title five inspection is we have to determine groundwater so i have to make sure that there's a separation between the bottom of your septic system or your leaching field or your cesspool to where groundwater is mm-hmm. if its system is old enough we're not going to have that information so we have to actually dig a hole in our side yard or off to, in a little wooded area, maybe the side. I try not to dig the lawn up, but yeah. I have to dig down far enough that I'm deeper than the actual septic system yep. to make sure that I, your septic system is not touching groundwater. Okay. And then for you to pump it, you have to put on the risers or something too, so that might be another third thing, right? So the cover where the, uh, to be able to access the filter, um, there's supposed to be one cover to grade, and it's that cover. So if, let's just say your septic tank is down uh, two feet, I have to put a riser on there with a cover that becomes flush with the grass so that we can access it later to maintain the filter and pump the system. Okay. It's so weird because I re- this I don't know why I love this topic. I really do. Like, it's so funny to me that I really <laughs> enjoy it because you know what it is, is after all these years, actually, with your pictures that you've shared at the office and all the drawings you've done for me, I wish I could remember the one drawing you did for me, and I was like, I'm not getting it. And he's like, I'm driving by your office right now. Why don't I just stop in? And he's in there drawing all kinds of pictures. I was like, oh, well, that makes a lot of more sense to me. So it's re- Yeah, I mean, now you've got it. You're over there. Look at the pictures you've Yeah, look at me doodling. I mean, that's me a Draw. That's a lot of pipes, but you know, you got that. That's a 12 bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So, why don't we talk about that when we're talking about bedrooms? Sure. So, what constitutes a bedroom, I guess, for you? And, you know, like Heather made a good point earlier, why are you concerned about bedrooms and not bathrooms? The When we do a Title V inspection, our job is to determine how many bedrooms there are. Typically, we look at the building plans or the mm-hmm. existing uh, plans of the house on file to Board of Health. If it says it's a three bedroom, I, my job is to just confirm it still is three and it's not five or six yep. or even two. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just matching numbers up to make sure that's all the same to yep. make sure. Well, one of the things that I did, so one of the things that we'll do, again, you're listening to Talk Real Estate with Sharon McNamara and Tracy White of Casoli Septic. And Thank also, <laughs> I know Tracy Casoli. Um, how did you even come up with Casoli? Well, anyways, that's another story for another day and a glass of wine, I suppose. And Heather Tremblay from Boston Connect Real Estate, who is one of our full-time real estate agents, sales and marketing advisors over at Boston Connect Real Estate. I'm sure we have Deneen Caprio that is listening this morning. She is also one of our agents over at Boston Connect 
Connect Real Estate. Hello, Denise. You guys have been busy because I haven't seen her at meetings and stuff like that a lot it's lately, crazy too. It's crazy busy. Yeah. It's just, yeah. It's been crazy. And the sun is winding down very fast. Exactly. I know. It really is. I can't believe oh, we're oh. almost at the end of the month. And then, yeah, I have one that's going to be studying abroad soon. So um, Empty Nest is coming soon. You know what? I'm actually looking forward to it. That's where we are. Yeah, I know. I know. Oh, yeah, actually, she's gone now, right? California. San Francisco. Yeah, there she goes. All right, when we come back, we'll talk a little bit more about things that you should not put in your system and different ways to maintain your system. That sound good? Sure. Perfect. Perfect. Has this ever happened to you? Splish, splash, I was taking a bath. Ooh, I smell. If it's time for a new septic system or you want repairs to the one you have, it's time to get a hold of Casoli Sand and Gravel today. Is money tight? No problem. Casoli Sand and Gravel offers in-house financing. So if you don't, then it's time for Casoli Sand and Gravel. Visit CasoliSand.com so you can just breathe. Sand and Gravel. Are you thinking about selling your home or buying a new one? Are you a first-time home buyer or perhaps just right-sizing? Do you have a buyer's agent? Do you know if you really even need one? What is home staging? Will it really help me sell my home faster? Do I have to have a home inspection? How much home insurance do I need for my new home? How do I handle my estate sale? What are home sale contingencies? Have you heard that you have to put 20% down to buy a new home? Did you know that that wasn't true? Are you worried about environmental issues? What is radon, lead paint, and mold? Is there a difference between a foreclosed property or a short sale? Do you need to have a Title V inspection to sell your home? What do you do if your system fails? Are these questions you have but you don't know who to ask? Hi, I'm Sharon McNamara of Boston Connect Real Estate. Call my office for a one-on-one consultation with me or one of the many dedicated agents at Boston Connect Real Estate so we can talk real estate. It's easy to connect with some of the South Shore's most experienced real estate agents. Go to bostonconnect.com, bostonconnect.com, or call 781-826-7300. Hello, my name is Mark Stiles. I'm the principal attorney of Stiles & Associates, a law firm located in Marshfield. Our practice focuses on real estate transactions. So if you're looking to purchase a property or sell a property, think about Stiles & Associates. Whether it's the home that you plan to raise your family in or looking to diversify and purchase a real estate investment, the attorneys at Stiles & Associates can help. Whether your transaction is traditional or one that's more complicated and unique, such as a short sale transaction, a bank-owned property, or a foreclosure, we can help. Our goal at Styles & Associates is to make sure you understand the entire process, have all of your questions answered, but most importantly, are adequately protected. So give us a call at Styles & Associates at 781-319-1900 or check us out on our website at styles-law.com, S-T-I-L-E-S-law.com. Styles and Associates, where personal service and professional excellence still matter. 50% more talk real estate, absolutely free. Talk real estate with Sharon McNamara. Now, one hour every Saturday morning on 95.9 WATD. And we're back. Good morning to all my South Shore neighbors. This is Sharon McNamara. You are, of course, listening to Talk Real Estate with Sharon McNamara. And uh, not only Sharon McNamara, we also have Tracy White in the house with us today uh, from Casoli Septic Services, also Atlantic Metal uh, Recycling, which we're hopefully we can talk about some fun things maybe that have popped up. We also have Heather Tremblay with us today, and she is one of our full-time real estate agents over at Boston Connect Real Estate. So welcome again, 
Heather and Tracy. Thank you. So when we were um, when we were just leaving, uh, we were talking about different things um, going into the system, and you know the the importance of having a filter. So people who are putting their house on the market and thinking about that, we're also going to talk about maybe this you know fall or winter. We'll do a little uh, seminar for people to help them get ready uh, to do that. Some of the things they might not have had 35 years ago or 30 years ago is the um, the filter, the risers, and the water level thing might be off. Correct. And we talked about the amount of bedrooms and everything there. Um, what are some of the other things when people are put... We, we tell people don't put anything in the system. So wipies and all of that stuff, even though it says flushable. Sure. Right. What does that just suck to the filter too? Well, basically, yeah. It's, it's really... The biggest fear of putting those down there on a regular basis is if you don't have a filter. Yeah. It's going, if it floats, it's going down to the D-box, and it's going to continue on down to the system until it actually will fail the system over time. Because it will go into the pipes where the leaching field is, and then the stuff can't get out of the, the water can't get out of the holes in the pipes, right? Look at you go, huh? Are they still? Yeah, I know. I really am so really into it, and I don't even know why. The other thing, too, though, is I know a lot of people say, um, you know, I had my system pumped, and they recommended that I put some enzymes or chemicals or whatever into the tank. What is, what's your theory and thought on those? I tell people to stay away from it. Let it let it do its natural reaction, and it will work just fine. If yeah. it's pumped on a regular basis and maintained that way, and when it's pumped, you know, whoever's pumping the system for you, they should actually pump the entire tank down to pretty much empty not just take the water they need to take everything else in the bottom sometimes you know we go to a job and, and to do a title five and i'll ask them you know when's the last time it was pumped and they'll say you know i have it pumped every two or three years and i'll explain to them that it's some a lot here that shouldn't be here yeah so you just want to make sure that when your system's pumped they pump the tank completely to the bottom so is that a good question for people so uh, just to reiterate with you i mean casoli septic services you are located in hanson but you do everything you do a lot of towns on the south shore yeah pretty much all touching towns close by no travel too far do you have to be on a certain list with every town yeah you have to be the um on their town list yes to do title fives and to do pumping yes you have to register with the town to do pumping as well huh yes Well, that's good to know then. So, I mean, if you don't, if you're not doing a good job, would they know? I don't even know. How would they know? Well, they want to make sure that you're licensed and you're sure and that you, you know, your truck's been inspected and that you're, you know, you pretty much aren't a fly-by-night situation where you're pumping somebody's septic and not turning the reports in or the the record should be turned they're not getting turned in. So if they know who's pumping, then they know who to expect the records from. Okay. So when do you have to do all of that record-keeping? I remember Deneen talking about that one time about you have to put everything to the town. You have to send it to every town. Yeah, so in our truck we have a logbook, so wherever we're pumping this month, it goes into a logbook. Then the logbook sheet gets taken to the office. Then the office will take that and send off however many, uh, separate all the towns and then send that individual report to the actual town of, say, Hanson or Plymouth or wherever we've pumped the mm-hmm. actual town of Board of Health gets a report of where we pumped, what day, what time, and how much we pumped out of it. Oh, they house. know exactly how much? Everything, yeah. So you had said something earlier. So if you pump more than hum- a certain amount of times, it's an automatic fail? So what the town's part of them looking at this is knowing to know who's doing the pumping. But um, if they see that I've been to your house eight times this year, 
something's wrong. Yeah. So they're going to contact you most likely or me and say, why are you there all the time? It's a system in failure. And they're there to help you. They're not there to come down and rain on your parade. They're there to help you. So, the, you know, there's town financing that you can get. Yeah. Like there used to be the old colony financing. Uh, the towns will actually help you finance a septic, add it to your taxes, spread it over 10, 15, 20 years for you. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're not, they, they just don't, they want to have a little bit of control over it so that you're not polluting the next door neighbor or polluting a water supply or a town well. And this is part of the full circle of knowing. Perfect. And it's also a great segue into the next topic that I want to talk about is when a system does fail completely, what is the process that you have to go through in order to put in a new system? It isn't as easy as just a remove and replace and we're all done, right? Yeah. So it's the process is basically after you're informed that, that it's in failure, we have to notify the Board of Health. Um, we notify the engineer. And the three, myself, the engineer, and the Board of Health come out. We do a perk test in your, on your yard. Explain what a perk test is exactly. So a perk test is a, we're going to dig a hole in the yard to see if you have clay or sand or gravel or rock or whatever type of material you have in the ground. Mm-hmm. And then we find decent material at a certain depth. You know, we log where the depth of this material is. And then we do a perk test. So basically, a perk test is a, 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 ba- a bucket that we fill with water. We time how long it takes for the water to go down. Okay. And there's a formula to that, which is kind of extensive so we won't get into that but there's a formula okay. and it'll tell me the perk rate meaning how many inches per how many minutes per inch the water goes down okay that will tell me how good the material is in your yard what type of system needs to be built that'll accommodate your bedrooms and that perk rate together so you're out there the engineer is out there and the board of health is out there right and they're all looking in the same area right so i do the excavation is. you yep. know i do the dig safe and i do mm-hmm. the excavation oh yeah dig safe good point yeah mm-hmm. then the engineer and the board of health uh, determine the soils so we you know what they call a and b layers and things like that and then they'll determine where they found groundwater so when the new system goes in i have to be above that groundwater okay so this is when we determine if it has to be a raised system like you see the mounds in somebody's yards yeah maybe their water is only down two feet okay i can't get the septic in there so now it's above ground monk flush more isn't that but what they you, usually call them pretty much <laughs> yeah. but let's say you have water at seven feet down yeah then the system can go in the ground and it'll still be above groundwater. Okay. So once it's once we do that, the engineer designs the system, mm-hmm. submits it to the Board of Health. The Board of Health sends it out to an outside agency, typically. They review it. Yeah. Um, and stamp it and give it the okay and send it back. So that's one of the things that's really convenient now for you, though, is that you have everything sort of in-house, right? I mean, obviously not Yeah, it makes my life health. a lot easier. And it, it, the turnaround time is much faster now Yeah. versus having to wait for, you know, because engineers can be busy, obviously, yeah. and we are as well, but being in-house, it's a little quick for me to turn it around. Yeah. So do you think in certain situations, like with the engineer, I mean, everybody's looking at the same report. So if I was a buyer's agent and somebody had to put in a new system in a house, I would always make it, you know, contingent upon the approval of... you know, my client's engineer reviewing it. Everybody should have the same result, right? Or are there different ways? Like, have you have you ever gotten... Well, I know you have, because right? it was on one of mine. You exactly. got engineering... I was going to say that yeah. too, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you've gotten engineer plans, and no offense, I mean, there's many ways to do different things. Sure. But when you're there and you have your hands in the ground and in the dirt and you do this so often, you were like, huh, I would have done this maybe a little bit differently. Yeah, so what ends up happening where, where I'm on kind of both sides. So, uh, you know, I work so close to the engineering house and mm-hmm. putting the system in, I try to look at it almost like it was my own. Yeah. Do I really want that in my front yard as a mounted system? Yeah. Or could I possibly put it in the left side of my yard towards the back where it's not going to stick out like a sore thumb when you drive by and see my house? Yeah. So 
sometimes what happens in the outside world, the engineer just draws it. They're not too concerned about where it's going to be or how it's going to look or mm-hmm. whether it's in your it's not in their front yet, so they don't too really yeah put a lot of thought into maybe it shouldn't be there. Where we do a little bit different, I kind of take it personal, and I say, you know what, we can put it there, yes, but yeah. let's put it over here. We can take down two trees, move it over there, and you're really not even going to see it. Yeah, mm. and one day if you want to put a pool in, you might be able to put a pool in. Right, and it makes it nicer for the people selling because if the house is for sale, you might love the house, but you pull up and you go, wow, I got this two-foot mound across the whole front of my front yard. Oh, yeah, no uh, one wants that. I love the house, but I don't like the front yard. Right. So our job is to not only do the job correctly, but really find the best place to put this. Yeah. Because it doesn't cost any more money to move it to the left or the right or put it left side of the house or a little behind the house. Yeah. This, this is basically the same cost. Well, and that's one of the things. So when you're building a new house, because I've seen many times when we go to the, you know, when I'm working as a listing agent, and this recently came up, actually, this is my memory is coming back slowly here. I recently, when we're working as listing agents, I'll go to the Board of Health myself, and I'll also look and find the as-built and, you know, just have everything together. So if a buyer is coming to the house, I have the information there for them. So it sort of saves saves a step for everybody. But I recently was doing a CMA on somebody's house, and the the seller was telling me that it was a three-bedroom septic. And as I was walking around the house, I noticed that, you know, on the first floor he had this real real, nice den area on the first floor and it had two pocket doors they were like sort of oversized doors too they did a really nice job with the layout and I thought hmm you could potentially make this a fourth bedroom I mean you don't need a closet anymore for it to be a room but it did have one and it had doors and it had windows so I was like you could make this a four bedroom I said why don't I go up to town hall and just see if the rates of the water and everything Lisa's so good about helping me with that stuff too you know maybe this is a four bedroom well when I got to town hall it was a two-bedroom whoops yeah i know so i mean you just never know but one of the things i said to him as i was doing this analysis for him was you know i don't know if this paperwork is right i all i know is this is what the town has so if you feel as if it isn't right then you should probably definitely get something done beforehand because this is going to be one of those cases is if it is right and now you have your house under agreement and you're telling everybody it's a four-bedroom house or a three-bedroom house and you have a two-bedroom septic there's going to be a lawsuit somewhere yeah, it's going to be a problem. Yeah. Wow, I can't believe that went by so fast. Okay, that uh, tells us that there is five minutes left in uh, the radio program today. It also gives me a quick little opportunity to talk a little bit about real estate. Um, if you are thinking about uh, going to a home this weekend, um, you can find all the open houses at bostonconnect.com or you can go to southshoreopenhouses.com and find all the open houses not only for Boston Connect Real Estate but also for all the surrounding towns on the South Shore and beyond. I'm sure Heather will be around this weekend you want to show some people some houses if they can't sure. make the open houses yeah. yeah you can always get in touch with heather are you doing any open houses this weekend i have an open house on pleasant street in pembroke on oh. Sunday, 12 to 2. oh nice awesome so that's a antique house that you have it over is. there right and yeah, you help four it. bedrooms four bedroom i know she just had a price adjustment on that we did yeah okay. absolutely well that's exciting um i myself will not be doing any open houses personally but mary will be out there doing some and tracy uh grady tickets. yeah good <laughs> <laughs> you won't be doing them will you no. <laughs> you don't want to do some open houses i'm for all me? set with that thanks uh, yeah he's like i'm good i'm not doing any so um 
um, yeah, but we're going to be out there, um, you know, working this weekend. So if you are thinking about buying a house or if you need some information about selling a house, please find us. The uh, number at the office is 781-826-7300. You're Tracy White. Tracy Grady is also at the, she's the building department. My head is all over the place today. I don't even know what my problem is. Too early in the morning, maybe? I have no idea. Um, okay, so for our final thoughts for our final minutes, um, tell everybody again where you're located, what your phone number is, how they can get in touch with you, the services that you provide. Sure. So if you uh, need a Title V inspection or a review of a plan for maybe a new system or a repair, you can contact us at 781-293-2463. We're located at 1272 Main Street in Hanson. Can you give that number one more time a little slower? 781 293 2463. Perfect. And if you are a Boston Connect um, agent, not agent, if you are a Boston Connect client and you are uh, have to get a Title V done, uh, make sure that you tell the staff over there that you are working with one of our agents and they give a $25 discount for Correct, yeah. Yeah, for the Title V inspections. Um, one of the things I love, I love um, when I do my radio show, people know that the people I have on with me, my hosts with me, are people that I trust. They come to my house. They do services at my house. Um, I know that they are getting a good service and with integrity. I'm not saying that anybody out there is doing a bad job. I just know that I trust the guys that are on here with me, uh, the guys and women, uh, to do a really good job. So if somebody needs to get a Title V inspection, you can call over at Casoli if you also want to have your system pumped. And lo and behold, if you want to get a bulkhead installed. (laughs) Tracy cannot believe I didn't know that. I'm still in shock. But anyways, for all my clients that I told you, I have no idea who installs uh, bulkheads. This is who you would call for that as well. So do you have any final thoughts for our final minutes here with things you want to tell people that they should think about when they're putting in a system or what they should do when they're pumping? Um, nope, I would say the the biggest thing is to, uh, you know, invest a little bit of time and energy and have that system pumped because in the long run, it'll save you a lot of money. Your system will last a lot longer. Yeah, and how long in general will they last if you're taking care of it? That's a tough question. It kind of depends on, you know, we're going to get... If, into groundwater and we're going to get yeah. into the way it was installed and, and the technology back what, when it was installed. But um, if you pump it on a regular basis every two years, I would say that you could add 50% of the life back to the system. Wow, that's awesome. Which yeah, is I mean, a lot. I put mine in in 92, so I'm not going to lie. I mean, I don't know if it was something with when those houses were being built, but I think there's a portion of my system that is under my driveway. So... Uh, we'll be tearing your driveway up. Not just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hopefully you'll be doing that when I put a garage on my house that I've been talking about. So, um, well, thank you again, Tracy. It is always awesome to have you here with us. Again, Casoli Septic, you can get in touch with them easily. They are located in Hanson. You can go to casoliseptecservices.com. Heather Tremblay. Thank Thank you for coming. Yep, thanks for having me. You're welcome. And uh, you can reach myself or Heather at the office, bostonconnect.com, 781-826-7300. Or Heather, how about a cell phone number? 781-910-3350. Perfect.